0: Recording from Las Vegas and Washington, this is the Frog Prince Podcast. We talk about anything and everything. We don't discuss the seventies beforehand, and what you hear is completely unrehearsed and original. I'm your co-host, Eli, along with Cozy.
1: Okay, so this week, um, we decided to discuss kind of ancient Egypt and the mythology I think they were more like creation myths. Um, we've talked about ancient Greek and Greece and um, Greek mythology. I think this week we kind of wanted to talk about ancient Egypt, which I really love. I've always loved um, ancient Egypt and hearing about the history. I think it's so interesting because they were so ahead of their time.
0: In a lot of the areas.
1: Yeah, in like art, architecture, even their religion and their traditions, like everything... Like, whenever I hear about it, it's always just so advanced, you know?
0: It always piques your interest when anybody's talking about ancient Egyptian, um, just anything ancient Egypt, or even Egypt in general.
1: Yeah, Egypt in general. Like, I really, I know, I don't know much about present-day Egypt, but I know that... The past. Right now, there's a lot of crime. Um, But that's pretty much all I hear. Anything I hear about Egypt is usually from the past
0: okay yeah you know?
1: and it's and it's usually very positive
0: for the most part um yeah, ancient e- or Egypt in general just has a very very uh, large history that people to this day are still uh, discovering um such as like the you know the the Sphinx right that little cat god thing the cat face piece the yeah person? um I've seen like another podcast with another guy he was saying that that Sphinx is, like, way older than what most uh, archaeologists, like, say the date is, right? So, yeah, Yeah. just because of the way, if you look at, like, the Pyramids of Giza or, like, any of those pyramids and the erosion versus that Sphinx, it's two different types of erosion. So, like, the Pyramids of Giza have more of, like, a air or like a, you know, that type of erosion when you have like a lot of wind blowing across uh rocks you have a different type of erosion right. versus something with yes. a water erosion at like a beach or something so yes,
1: yeah like salt water and exactly stuff like that. it'll do different things it'll definitely do
0: different things and this one guy he's like he is kind of like uh on the outside of like i guess the architectural or not architectural but are archaeology Group okay, so I guess it's like the main science of archaeology. He's kind of on the outside because he's saying that the pyramid or like the sphinx is a lot older, and ancient Egyptian history is much greater and much more vast than what you would normally read uh, from like the history channel or whatever, wherever you get your information from. He's saying that it's totally a lot bigger than what people think, and that what we're given isn't the real information.
1: That makes a lot of sense, because all that we know is what's being written down in, like, hieroglyphics and stuff like that, and it's only recently being um, interpreted and uh, translated, and that's only just the stuff that's written down. Like, we have no idea what came before that and what wasn't written down, you know? We have no real evidence of that besides, I guess, the Sphinx, as you say. Um, And I think I read somewhere that the Sphinx was... um, it was made for that first king in the first dynasty that we were talking about earlier okay. um as i was saying earlier the north and the south were divided at, at one point and one one side conquered the other i think it was the south conquered the north um or i want to say vice versa i yeah. don't really know but that the king that w- uh that was the first king who who conquered and unified egypt um that was the first dynasty he was the first pharaoh and that was when the sphinx was created that's the stuff that i Mm -hmm. read um but it could very well have been created before that but there's just like no way of knowing
0: there's no i mean there are ways of knowing of like how old it's just like a matter of like who's who's putting out the information even
1: allowed to like Touch it though? Are people even allowed to like go in and oh, study yeah, it yeah. or touch it because of like it could fall apart? It, it could,
0: but like it, that's that's why you're a specialized person to deal with those things. That's why you're an archaeologist who goes out in the field and does that, right? You should have all the yeah. knowledge of how to preserve uh, anything ancient, not not just like in Egypt, but like um, a cave diver preserving uh, the right amount of pressure of like a skull or something like that, right? Um, so yeah. if you're doing it, you have to be specialized. They're not just letting some dumbass go out there and just like hack at the fucking thing.
1: <laughs> no, I don't think they'd even let an archaeologist go. They'd probably have to have an uh, what do they call it? like an Egyptologist or Egyptologist. Yeah. Like it's a special classification within that. Oh field. yeah. Yeah. And and even then, you have to be like like certified in erosion or something yeah, like you, that. You like, like, can't
0: just be some guy off. You can't just be some schmuck. Basically.
1: Yeah, just some guy off Reddit who's like, I'm, I'm going. going to Egypt?
0: I'm just going to go climb the pyramid.
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's something, not climbing pyramids, but I'd love to go to Egypt one I day. I do maybe.
0: too. It would be interesting to see a different type of culture, see how history has uh, shaped this country, its religions, their traditions that are both new and in the past, um, and all of that.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah honestly, I was thinking today, and I know that um Alexander the Great like uh conquered Egypt what was it like maybe like three hundred b c or something Around like there. that yeah, and alexander the great was he was Greek right a Roman yeah. he was Roman but the roman and Romans and the Greeks had like a lot of common um in their way of like life their culture, and their traditions and stuff like that. I mean they're just two different things, but um they were like Egypt was so far ahead of its time that I would love to to know how the world might have evolved if it was the other mm. way around because like um I I deleted a lot of the information that I had in my notes but like women back then they they were they had they had yeah, rights.
0: For, for <laughs> you
1: know, they were allowed to buy and sell really? homes. There was divorce. They could remarry. So they yeah, were a little further yeah, along could, in terms
0: of like the gender equality.
1: They had equal pay as men working in the same field as them. They could they could uh, be on juries, you they know, had juries. and they had female fair. They had juries, they had trials. They had they had Uh, prenuptial agreements in their marriages, yeah, what, yeah, like there was so, yeah, I know, and at the same time, Greeks like owned their wives, their wives couldn't do anything. (laughs) It it was, you know what I mean?
0: It's called a patriarchy, right? Or a male, it's like that's called a mate. A matriarchy is when like women are the government versus like a patriarchy, which is like the males are the government, right? Is that the difference?
1: I have no okay. idea. I think that's the no, difference. I don't know. Not sure. Either way, it was completely opposite. Yeah. And like if if things had evolved from Egypt's perspective, like imagine how far along we would be. Like not only were they um colored people, but that women's had rights. Like imagine the world that we'd live in today and the like um amount of acceptance that they and- had you know that they had back then you know if that had progressed and not halted at the conquest from Alexander the Mm -hmm. Great the Great quotation marks you know I mean if you look at
0: if you look at Alexander the Great's history he did some pretty crazy and amazing stuff for his time in terms of military strategy and overall intelligence I guess
1: yeah but if you go and look at the military that the Egyptians had, like before, um, before all that, and before they even needed to be, they had fortresses along the Nile that were architecturally eh, so far ahead really? of its time. Like, yes, yes. Um, I urge you to go watch that show that I keep bringing up. Um, drain, drain our oceans. Drain our
0: oceans. Is that the and one with the? It's called the host goes and does some stuff underground.
1: No, that's dark okay. tourist. It's something different, but. That's something different. When the show Drain Out Oceans is not geographic, it's actually on Disney Plus. Okay. Um because Disney owns Nat Geo, I think. But anyway, that's where I saw it and it's Drain Out Oceans and they use this um technology to like metaphorically and like will drain our oceans through like this software that they use. And so you can see what's under our uh-huh. oceans and they uncover like Nazi ships, um, they uncover, yeah, like, all of this stuff, it's crazy. Is this where they remove, like, the blue
0: hue that you see as, like, the deeper you go into, uh, water? Like, you have that blue filter, right? Is this the technology where they remove that blue filter and you can see the actual color of objects? Is that, is that what you're talking about?
1: I mean, I'm sure it is, because it's literally, imagine... Um well, for example, talking about Egypt, they go to Mm -hmm. Egypt. Each episode they go somewhere different. And when they go to Egypt, um they drain the Nile. Okay. Like, so what you see is a constructed animation which looks real, you know, with the with the graphics that they have in today's world. It looks real. But they've they've Drained the oceans through this software, so what you're seeing looks like a desert from the sand that's underneath the oceans, and you're seeing what's lying on the ocean okay. floor, as it would be if it, if it was like above wow. ground. And and it's so detailed, and they can explain everything, and they reveal these these military fortresses that um, are no
0: longer there, that
1: ancient Egypt's that are no longer there, but the ancient Egyptians have built mm. this, and it's and they're you know they're better than what we could have even imagined like and they were so they were thousands of years ahead of other cultures times at that time they you know and and the structure that they had built with is like most of it is still there like the um
0: the pyramids the
1: foundations are still there you have a
0: lot of the old ancient uh structures such as like a the t- not, I think it's like the tomb of the pharaohs or something like that, and then you have like the pyramids of Giza, you have the Sphinx, you have like ancient uh cities that used to exist then,
1: yeah. I think they go into like the I don't I want it's a desert, it's like it's right at the opening of the Valley of the Dead, okay. I think maybe the Valley of the Kings, uh, is where yeah. the tombs yeah, that's the one are. I was talking about,
0: not 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 whatever I said, but
1: it's at the it's the entrance, right? The Valley of the Kings is right at the entrance of what the it's it's like a, you know, well it's in yeah. the desert, but it's it's uh, what's it called when you go through two two mountains?
0: A valley, you know what I mean? A like canyon?
1: You, a, yeah, it's a canyon. It's and they call it. Um, I don't know what they, I forget what they call it, but the ancient Egyptians thought that because they buried the pharaohs at the opening, that was the gateway to, to wherever like the they afterlife. Wherever
0: they thought you were going to go after you died.
1: Yeah, the well, the A.I., I don't know what they they thought they, they know what they thought they needed, I don't know where they thought mm-hmm. they were going, but but that valley, um, that was the valley to the afterlife, and that's why they buried the kings at the, at the forefront of it Damn. at that time
0: that's pretty sick but dude, you know what this you know this what that is like you know okay so talking about like the dead stuff do you remember uh was it? it was like brendan Fraser in like those movies uh, the mummy do you remember the mummy the do you mummy, remember that yeah. whole series <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that-
1: <laughs> dude i go back and watch the animation i'm like wow this really sucks like dwayne johnson as oh, like the, the as a
0: scorpion, scorpion king?
1: king! Fuck,
0: that was <laughs> that is like the worst like 3D animation. Like when I see it, I was like, dude, I don't remember it being this shitty.
1: <laughs> I know, I right? Like, this
0: story was pretty cool, Young. but damn, then fucking graphics suck.
1: Yeah, there was at one point where people thought that would have. Looked oh my real. god,
0: have you, you played? Know? I always old loved- like PS2 games, like old games from like back then.
1: Yeah. dude. Yeah, like, like COD Zombies. I was like, oh my god, this is so yeah. real. <laughs> like the oh, lava fuck. in the ground. At, like the crossroads at that one map. You is this know, Black Ops 2? Like, yeah. Black Ops 2. Ha- like the zombies. With the bus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good
0: times, man. Those are still... I think that's when zombies in all the games were the best. That was like the pinnacle. Okay? and
1: th- Oh yeah, PS2 was like the forefront of like... Fuck, a- yeah. yeah.
0: And then after that, like I feel like... Like in terms of like the zombie games that came out i didn't I didn't like where they went with it.
1: no, like i at this point, I would even rather play call of, call of duty like p s two cod zombies than like the black ops zombies for p s four that i I played i it's like all I was playing when I first got like black ops, but if I could go back, yeah. i would have you
0: played the old like the very first? Call of Duty games, where like you're in World War Two.
1: Um, I okay. have, but I did not play it as religiously as I played yeah. this stuff now. But I had experience. Okay, those it, are yeah. those are some
0: pretty dope ass games. I remember playing that when I was like twelve and ten and like younger, whatever. That was the <laughs> shit.
1: I would have been like eight. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I remember like my like I remember it being pretty violent because like the Japanese would like come up behind you and like. Like like slip you throat really? and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, Damn, I don't
0: remember playing it that way. <laughs> I was probably like shielded oh. from it or something.
1: I think that was like campaign. Damn,
0: that's crazy.
1: I don't know what it was. It might have been World War Two.
0: The good times. I don't
1: know. I could be pulling shit out of my ass, but like, hey, it adds to
0: it adds to the I story. Seem to
1: remember, yeah, it huh. adds to the nostalgia. Anyway, back to our story. Anyways,
0: <laughs> uh, today we're. Kinda just gonna be going over some of the religious ideas that these people had, uh, early on into the history of ancient Egypt. Um, this we're gonna be talking about the creation, uh, a creation story. Um, because when I read uh, a little bit of information about Egypt and there's some of the beliefs, they have varying uh stories as to what happened. How it all yeah, started. how it all happened, but more or less. They follow the same pattern of one guy doing one thing, and then other things happen going on.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like most cultures, though. They have, like, different creation myths. Um, Sometimes they get morphed into one. But a lot of, like, these older ancient civilizations have multiple creation myths.
0: I think it's the reason why you have, like, different stories as to, like, how everything started okay i think this is my theory is that like if you had a tribe you're a shaman right you've like dealt with all the mushrooms you've done all the all the drugs you could do in a desert okay you're the you're the shaman you're the guy that knows everything so anytime that anybody has a question they're gonna go to the shaman and be like hey man why the fuck am i toiling like why am i constantly toiling the soil why and it's hot out why why am i doing this right what's the point of all All this well the shaman's probably just going to give you a story of well it all starts with adam and eve that, i think i yeah. think that's where, like this, he's just pulling it out of his ass too he's a shaman like dude i don't fucking know either yeah he's
1: probably like high on fucking shit yeah. he's like shit i gotta come up with something you know and he's like okay there was a man, man. and a woman and when a man and woman really love each other
0: <laughs> yep
1: and they're like wow this is awesome oh, this,
0: this is all the answers to my life
1: i, I gotta go tell my friends Bobby. You know? and then their friends go into <laughs> check this out Yeah, pretty much that's how it goes. That's how it goes. But I think relative to, um, well, I mean, this this first story that we're going to go over is called The First Gods, um, and it kind of answers the question I had going into all of this, and I was like, a lot of these um, creation myths uh, begin with go- gods creating humans and life and earth, and... You kind of have to be really open-minded when you hear about uh, creation myths, because when you ask how were the gods formed, it gets really Yeah, weird. that's like
0: asking, okay, where did God come from? <laughs> Nobody has yeah, that literally. answer. I, I, I think no. maybe like Jews, like I think, it, so Jews have like their own mythology, like in Judaism, there's this own mythology and like, it gets so deep that you have to be 40 years old in order to read these old, like these books, right? Or else you go insane supposedly okay like because i grew up jewish or i am jewish and i grew up in that type of household there's more than just the bible right there's like other deeper stories that you can read into but only if you're a certain age because supposedly if you read into these stories you'll go insane that's the that's whatever that's what all the rabbis say yeah that's what the rabbis say and like you can you can look it up i don't know why i don't you know what they're telling me not to read it i don't know if i want to read it now um, but, cause I don't want to go insane, you know?
1: How, what's the age when you're allowed to read this kind The of age
0: stuff? is like, I think it was like 40 or 30, right? That's when the rabbis say like, you're old enough and you've experienced enough of the world to read the books and read more into, uh, the story of creation and every other story that's inside of the Bible, right? It's, it's like more detailed. It's got way more arcs. It's got way more characters and other uh, plots inside of it.
1: Okay, all right, that's really interesting. I had no idea. Yeah,
0: we could probably we could probably do like another episode on like. I think it's called Kabbalah. Would you be
1: willing to read it?
0: Um, I would probably have to find some. I know my dad is like it's the the it's called Kabbalah. I think right. I would have to ask my dad because he really delved into it. He knows more about it than I do because I. I'm 23, and, like, he would never let me read those books. Because he believed that if I read those stories, I would go insane as a young little kid.
1: Do you believe that?
0: Uh, no. I, I, Like, if I was to read it, you don't... I don't think I'd believe it.
1: Well, you don't believe that if you were to read these books that you oh, would go insane? Oh, go insane?
0: insane? Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Because it's all based... It's all based, to me, it's all based off of this story, right? It's just a story to me. So reading into these other stories that they're just going to be a little bit crazier, maybe. I would probably be like, okay, these stories are much more interesting and darker or whatever. But I would probably just read it like as if I was just reading any other book.
1: So it's not the content that would make you go It is the content. It's the message. It is. It's the content, the messages
0: that you get from it. Um, couldn't make you insane, is what these rabbis say.
1: That's really interesting. Like, I want to read it now. <laughs> are the women allowed to read it?
0: I think women are restricted. Or is it just something for men? I think men? women are actually... Dude, take it with a grain of salt. I don't I don't know about the rules ar- around this, but I do think women are restricted, but I don't think it matters in today's time. So go ahead and go, ahead, go for yours, man. Uh, let me know how you feel um, and whether or not you're having crazy thoughts, and then we'll, we could probably get you a psychologist a rabbi to hopefully <laughs> explain out the reasons why you're going crazy
1: that's really interesting like I like I'm scared I don't know if I'm like scared to die but like I'm really excited to find out what happens afterwards you know that's <laughs> like which one is true if not all of them is true is my mind gonna be blown or like is it all true we don't you know I they're,
0: don't think anybody has the correct answer. But if anybody does, I hope that whatever God that it is that I see, I hope that they're forgiving and understanding as to why I don't believe, or why I believed in the way I, or why I believe the way I do, right? Is, yeah. I would hope that they would be forgiving and understanding of that. That's what a good yeah. God would well, be. I...
1: Right. I I have my beliefs. Um, but I um I am still. I have things I believe, but I don't think it makes up a full circle. Like, but I don't think it ever will. I think I'm always. See, I love hearing about new religions, and I love hearing about you know what people believe and and stuff like that. And I do have like my own opinion about what I think will happen. Mm-hmm. But
0: what do you think will happen?
1: I'm never like.
0: Let's go like, into it. I mean, do I want to go say into that? it? Go ahead. Yeah. Are you
1: sure? I mean. So, what I've gotten so far to what... It's not concrete. But I believe that our souls... Like, not... Like, it's not our personality. It's not, like, who we are or anything like that. Our soul. Our soul experience was what we go through in this life and what we go through in other lives. So, like, I believe in...
0: Reincarnation.
1: Past lives. Well, not reincarnation because reincarnation... Um, that encompasses, like, looking like your same self, mm. um, like, having the same goals, being the same personality, like, having, yeah. you know, like, all of that, like, a total reincarnation and in, in what that definition is. No, I don't okay. believe in that whatsoever. I think that our souls, um, like, if you, for example, experience a traumatic incident, um, and I'm gonna, well, this, this relates, and there's a lot of research on generational trauma, you know what I mean?
0: No, like, what is generational pro- uh, trauma? Uh,
1: well, there's a lot of research surrounding um, the Jewish people in, um, in, from World War II oh, and concentration camps. Like we kids. all feel and that. The gener- okay. No, no, like they're like the people who did experience mm-hmm. that firsthand. Um, their kids have trauma from that.
0: From the stories told by their parents.
1: Not. It's not necessarily the stories, it's the experience and the trauma that that person felt was passed on. <laughs> and like the effects like PTSD effects have been found in their children. Okay,
0: I think I know where you're going because I read a study that these scientists put mice in like a box and played like this cy- like this really loud and disturbing siren sound for the parents and then when those parents had children and turned on they turned on that uh sound with just the room full of those like rats the rats children right the rats had ex- the yeah they they went insane they freaked the fuck out i think what you i think i know what you're i think i know what, cho- I exactly I know what you're talking it. about that connects in my head i know what you're talking about now
1: yeah and like every... Everything that I believe somewhat has some scientific significance. It might be a bit distant, but, like, to relate my sense of reincarnation is to the sense of generational Mm -hmm. trauma. Um, like, you know, it may not be the offspring, but it's still that soul. And I believe that after you die, your soul, I don't know if it goes to space, it's not on this earth, I, you know... I believe that it goes somewhere and it almost does like a debriefing, okay. you know, and it, it does a debriefing of your life hmm. and it processes what you've been through, what you've done. Um, it's almost like a huge counseling session for your soul. Okay. <laughs> um, and once I know it sounds really weird, but, and once your soul, um, has done that, it will come back down and then re re-experience like a different life, hmm. you know? It's, it's know, an it's, interesting it's, way of thinking. It's some spiritual shit, and I know, like, when I say it out loud, like, I can understand how, it, like, some people would be like, "Oh my god, she's fucking like, that's so bullshit." You uh, yeah, know? But, but that's what
0: you believe, and but, that's I. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Do whatever the fuck you do. But
1: I mean, it's like, but it's not like concrete. I'm saying that's not what I believe. Like you know as what a mean? fact, it's it's not a fact. It's not like Jesus is real. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like.
0: It's forever it's processing. Like, it's just... forever changing based off a of new information that's that you get was... or whatever.
1: Yeah, and like, do you believe in paranormal stuff?
0: Mm, I think that there are energies, but for the most part, no. You had to give me some concrete evidence. Right.
1: Ener- well, energies is kind of what I'm referencing to okay. here. Is that where there is a traumatic incident? Like if like there's been people that have gone into houses that have had horrific murders um, I think you could feel that stuff energy like that. Yeah, they go to that place with these devices that they have and it picks up like um the
0: darkness Not
1: not vo- no, not voices or anything. Yeah, probably, <laughs> but no. But <laughs> it picks up on the increased energy uh-huh. levels um it's not heat signatures, and it's I, not
0: yeah, I know what God. you're talking about because I've seen it in like those like shows like on a and e where they're like going to a haunted castle and like they have that little box or whatever that can detect all that
1: yeah, but i mean it's not it's not in a sense of like paranormal activity it's like in a in a space where a traumatic incident has happened, and there was a release of energy, whether it be violence. Um, or something else. There's something that lingers. Yeah. Like we can't explain it. Well, like well, you know, it's like, but... yeah, it's
0: like when you go to like a temple, like let's say like a Buddhist temple, you could feel the positivity, right? Versus like going into like an assail asylum, where you could just like ooh, you get some creepy ass vibes.
1: Yeah, like when you go to a hospital, like people say, oh, it feels like death. Fuck yeah, and, you know, and you're in, and you're in the in intensive care unit where people get taken off life support. You know, like it's. You can feel it. it. There, there's different vibes for different places. You know, we ever walk into a house and it just feels like cold and disgusting, you know? And it's like, well, someone died there 50 years. You know oh, what yeah, I yeah, mean? Like,
0: like, oh, yeah. She died on that bed that you're about to sleep on.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and I, that's kind of like the stuff that I believe yeah. in. Like,
0: like, I kind of, I kind of like <laughs> have like the same beliefs on a little bit. I think that like everybody has like their own energy and like towards like the end of like that energy's life it just transfers into something else and that energy which is you might go to like the fourth dimension. And like for for yeah, me Yeah, and that's it, totally
1: what I'm saying. For seeing. me like I I don't have but like imagine, any
0: concrete ideas same.
1: And that in to relate it to what I believe imagine you go to that fourth dimension. But, and that fourth dimension is where you, um, you decompose from your Mm -hmm. life. And then after a while, you get taken out of that fourth dimension and put back into this dimension, um, into another person. Uh, You could be a man, a, a woman, you could be, you know, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Because you, you know, you come back, it's your soul. It's not like a gender. It's not an orientation. It's not, you know what I mean? It's. It, it's your soul. I'm pretty so- sure my soul
0: has it's a dick. It's not... Dude. Pretty
1: sure. No, 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 no. That's your body. We're just my meat My soul suits, has a
0: dick. Don't tell me otherwise.
1: <laughs> no, your soul is like a ball of light. It With can't do anything. With a big dangling you- dick and balls. <laughs> Stop. You are a meat suit. Get that through your head. Your soul is just living in your Dude, meat suit. Dude, my soul's dick and balls suit. are so
0: big it had to pull, th- like it had to push through into my body. <laughs> You're so <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Alright, should, star- should we get started with the first story? We
1: probably should. Yeah, the, yeah we got three to get through, yeah. here, don't we? So I'll just go right ahead and, and try and explain it the best I can. So like this story is called The First Gods and we'll link it in the bio if you want to kind of follow along. Um, but back to my question, uh, the question I asked was um, if the gods created the world, who created the gods? Um, and this story kind of answered that question for me. Um, and I actually kind of like the way it answered it. So I'll just kind of explain uh, the story as best as I can. And if you want to pop in at any point and explain it better, go ahead. <laughs> um, but this story explains that in the beginning, uh before there were gods, there's this thing called the Nun, N U N. Um and it was defined as um an ex- an expanse of dark and directionalist waters. So like n- like it was just like pitch black water uh like going kind of, everywhere. I guess I guess it was like well it was n- going nowhere because it had no direction.
0: True. So, so it this was is a it, puddle of water.
1: Yeah, I mean it was just like like you were in space, right? But like there there was complete darkness, like space, right? But it was like the feeling that you were in. If if I was to imagine the nun, I would imagine it bottom of the ocean, no current whatsoever, and you can't see anything, and you're just like there. You know what huh. I mean?
0: Okay. That what? That's if
1: how n- I would. Direct, yeah.
0: What if nun is the actual interpretation of what space is? Because space is both infinite and dark. And directionless. From what we know about space, yeah, those three things are what space are made is what sp- or those three things is what space is made of.
1: That would make a lot of sense because I know that like that's where the gods reside. You know, is in like above Earth. You know what I mean? Like they always look looking down. Um, and that's like, that's like what the nun That's where gods came from. Was the nun. the nothing? Yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'll just explain. Like the nun was um, four pairs of male and female uh, deities. I um, mean,
0: personified.
1: Yeah, what's that mean?
0: Uh, so personified is like another word for like personification, in which you give a human-like qualities to something that isn't human. So a tree, you could say like a tree is both loving, right? A tree doesn't have the capability of loving, but a human does.
1: That makes a lot of sense. So then the nun was per- personified as four pairs of male and female deities. Okay. And then um, each couple represented four principles. Um, and they were <coughs> hidden, hiddenness or invisibility, infinite water, straying or lack of direction, and darkness or lack of light, so it's kind of like invisibility, infinite water, lack of direction, and then darkness. That's like the four principles. Um, and then from the nun, atom A T U M was created, and and he created himself. It said that he like like either uttered his name. Or he just willed himself to life out of this mm-hmm. nun, so I mean that's that's pretty simple, I mean, but he pretty much created himself and and Atom was the first god, um and right, that's right, right, you read the same yeah, thing Adam I was did. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read
0: the, yeah, we read the same article, we read the same story,
1: okay, right, um, so. When he emerged from the nun, he emerged as the Bennu bird, and that was more—that was more or less like a phoenix or a heron. um, That's how they described it. And what he did is he flew down to, Heliopolis. Heliopolis, it's an ancient city near Cairo. Yeah, I think that's said how as you best pronounce as you it. Could. Yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I'm just doing my best here. Don't quote me on it. Um. But at dawn, he drew sunrays across the horizon. He planted spices and arom- uh, aromatic uh, plants. Um, so I was trying to think about like what this kind of well. Afterwards, he was killed by fire, and then he was brought back to life. Um, but I think like this whole story, now that I'm reading it back, really relates to like, like. Um, not only Adam from Adam like Adam and Eve but like how Jesus was killed and then brought back to life. Mhm. Like that just crossed my mind too. So, I don't know. Like what do you think about that story? I think it's pretty simple. I mean, this guy was created out of nothing. Um he came down, he planted he planted what people needed for food. Um and f- and for growth on on earth. And he died, he came back to life, but, um, you know, that was pretty much the beginning.
0: So, I know for a fact, just like looking at like just factual evidence, this story of coming back to life after death, this isn't the first time that this story is told, right? You have this one, you have the Jesus story but on top of that you have many other stories very similar to like this in other regions around the world uh, not around the world but like um more into like the middle east and like uh spanning into like asia but like still uh, the desert the desert area of asia do you know what i mean like the right. eastern parts of asia where it's still do you know what i mean yeah Yeah. So this story, this the story of creation, the story of coming back to life. It's not the first time that I've heard it. I know that there's many other stories from many other different ancient civilizations who basically not copied, but they may have just also thought of the same thing. They're like, this is pretty cool. Let's throw it back in the.
1: It must represent something. I mean, I it didn't tell us uh, what it represented, but I feel like it represents something.
0: So. Most of the time, when you have something that, is, that comes back from life, right, there is that type of person before you died, and then the rebirth is you as a new person, right? You and I, technically, throughout our lives, we die a lot, okay? Our personalities die, and then at some point in life, we are reborn, and we're a whole new person with a whole new way, or a whole new perspective, on life, right? Okay. I think that's it. That could be what they're talking about, or like the same uh, trope that you find in a lot of other ancient civilizations, is
1: right. So it's like God- a representation of of becoming a new person. Um, yeah, throughout life. Yeah. It, okay, I I can see how that makes sense for sure. I could also see that, like, um, I I think fire in in ancient worlds were kind of was kind of used for like purification purposes and i think okay. by by possibly this is a theory by atom dying by fire he was almost like purified um, mm. you know and, and he's Definitely. he's he's the one true god and he has to be pure he he takes care of everything you know he's a he's a symbol and he's yes. responsible for the order between heaven and earth i mean he has to be a perfect. A, a, per, a perfect like being. Yes. You know? So I feel like that's how I would interpret that.
0: That may I think that's how a lot of people if you like maybe took two ten steps back, you would probably like look at a lot of the stories as like that. You would try to find the overall idea or the overall message from whether it be the Bible, whether it be from this story, or any other story that you see. You're trying to get the general message as to how life is because these are all stories made by other men and women right right so you are going to put some human aspect and give it to these gods that right? makes sense
1: because humans have to rationalize if they I mean, we couldn't possibly put into perspective anything that wouldn't be in our perspective in the first place. Exactly. Which makes sense about how you said earlier applying like um human like qualities to inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to rationalize how like a tree grows and it could grow in, in a in a nurturing way. You know, even though right. that has in that in tree a has way or no something. yeah, it has yeah, no objectively, capability.
0: Yeah, objectively And scientifically, a tree doesn't have emotions. It doesn't have any capability of loving, but we give human aspects of ourselves to that tree.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, um, that's my story. Why don't you go on with the next one?
0: So after Adam went through all of that, he came back out to the fires. He, I guess, created two children, okay? One was named Shu. Uh, Shu, sure. maybe Shu. I don't know. I would know. say
1: shoe. It's, uh, Shu. It's S H U, so Shu. I would S-H-U. say Shu.
0: Let's yeah, let's go with that. Um, his son, he represents dryer. He had another kid. Uh, this was his daughter named Tefnut. Represented the corrosive moist air. Uh, together, both twins symbolize the two universal principles of human existence, which would be uh, life in righteousness interesting uh i don't really i don't really get that i don't don't, understand that
1: i don't understand how like dry air and like corrosive moist air relates to life and righteousness i don't know i guess i'd have to sit and think on that one a little bit more
0: yeah or we're just like i mean we kind of got this story there's probably there's probably way more stuff that we're missing i mean the website did look for like it came from the 1990s no lie
1: with the article,
0: it was yeah, a pretty that, shitty. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's
0: so shitty, dude. I haven't seen one of these types of web pages in a long ass time. Yeah. Um, but to continue on, uh, the twins separated the sky from the waters. They produced uh, children named Geb, G E B, and he re- represents the dry land. And you have Nut, right? N U T, and he. I'm assuming this is also a male. The this. Creature, this person, this god represents the sky. Right. Um, okay. When the primeval waters receded, a mound of earth, Geb appeared, uh, providing the first solid dry land for the sun god Ray, to rest. Um when I say Ray,
1: it's I think it's R-E, pronounced, raw. It's R-A, well, this one's it's pronounced Ra. It's R A. This one's R-E. It's pronounced th- R A.
0: Okay, okay. So And I only so, know that
1: from from um Black up zombies because it's the <laughs> the temple of Ra. Thank you. Okay. thank you. I yes My knowledge okay. is extensive to video so, games.
0: So Ra is basically the same god as Adam and like a lot of the other ones. so when you think of like Ra,, atom and I think another one called a uh, uh, Horus, yes. they're essentially the same god, okay Just um, in
1: different. What were you saying yeah. earlier explain that is: uh, Okay, so like, through,
0: so what I read is that like through d- different generations or do th- through different dynasties, uh, they named this one god something different for every new dynasty that uh, was alive, I guess.: did, right. did that make sense?
1: Uh, it might not be for every dynasty because there are like several, but these names okay. were, I guess you could say they're interchangeable for the same god.
0: Yeah, over certain time periods, a certain time period, people called Adam, Adam, and then another time period, they called Adam, Ra, right. is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, that makes um, total sense.
0: Now, Geb and Nut produced four offspring amongst themselves. Seth, the god of disorder, Osiris, the god of order, and the two sisters, N- Nephthys? Nephthys? Nephthys?
1: I would say... I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Good <try. laughs> Nephthys,
0: Nephthys she is the protector of the dead and Isis who represents the power of love to overcome death. Um the new generation completed the Helio uh pal- Heliopolitan in need. the group of the nine deities that begin with Adam, okay?
1: Putting that in per- per- perspective, like I've heard Osiris a lot, Um, and same with Isis. I've heard those names used a lot um, when talking about ancient. Well, okay, yeah, we didn't, we don't need to go there. But um, but when talking about ancient Egypt, I have heard those names come up quite a few, but. I mean, it it never gets put into perspective like where these gods came from and how they're
0: in their order.
1: Yeah. And like how they relate to each other. Like you always hear, oh, the sister of so and so is named this. And it's like, well, this was someone's mother. Like what? You know? Yeah. So like it's good kind of perspective. Yeah. Getting like the the family tree. That's kind of like what I guess we're putting out right now.
0: Yeah. Kind of like learning like the very first of like Greek mythology. You're kind of getting the first family tree.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so I guess it kinda goes like Atom and then his offspring was Shu and Tefnut. Their offspring was Geb and Nut, which was so it went Atom was like literally Top. the god of everything. Right. And then yeah. he divided um into two and his his people, Shu and Tefnut, represented dry air and moist air. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And then their kids.
1: Then they split off. And then that was land and sky. And then all of the other kind of made up the principle of humanity, I guess. those The offspring. Order. Chaos. Yeah, order. Chaos. Love. You know, protection. Like, yeah. that stuff's more, like, metaphysical. You know, so that, that makes a lot more lot of sense because that might come into more perspective in the next story when i kind of this one the next story that i go into uh the son of god's eye that one um explains how humans kind of came about because the stories that we've been talking about kind of like explained where the gods came from but this one kind of explains how humans got here um there's like two different versions so like i'll, I'll just kind of tell you the first one but um the sun god ra who you mentioned earlier, he ruled over Earth um, where humans and divine beings coexisted. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I've kind of like, my notes are kind of like all over the place so I'm kind of confused. Um, but pretty much humans were created from the Eye of Ra. So Ra, the sun god, pretty much created the humans. Um, and his the Eye of Ra was referred to as Wedjat. Is that how I pronounce that?
0: Go for it, dude. I don't know.
1: <laughs> we keep asking each other this, but like, I don't know. Um, Wedjat stands for like the eye of a uh, whole wholeness. Um, so the eye of Ra was separated from Ra and and failed to return. And um, Adam's son and daughter Shu and Tefnut went to fetch fetch the eye, Um, but the eye resisted. Um. With the from the struggle, I'm just like gonna I don't know it's like word moment. the the struggle that it pursued between um this eye, <laughs> uh, it shed tears and from the tears is when like the humans were born, so that's kind of like that's like one story but I think I like the other one better. Um, in the other version, the eye of Ra wandered off right and Ra sent the Thoth the god of the moon to go and fetch it and when the eye returned um it discovered that the other eye had taken its place right and it was really really mad this eye was super mad it was very upset very distraught. and uh, to satisfy the eye that was mad ra placed it on his eyebrow in the shape of a urace i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but it's uh the cobra goddess And I thought this was really interesting um, because when the eye was placed above the eyebrow, um, it was able to rule the world. Right? I don't know. I know this is really interesting, but um, pharaohs often wore this this symbol of the cobra goddess above their brow as a symbol of protection uh, to show that they were descended from the sun god Ra, um, and they could rule the world. (laughs) Ta-da!
0: <laughs> That's a lot to unpack.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. It was I thought it was really interesting. So um, one eye
0: got mad at the other and was like, bitch.
1: Yeah, this eye wandered off from Ra's face. <laughs> and it came back to discover that the other eye had taken its place. What? And so Ra, <laughs> to satis I know, to satisfy this eye, Ra... Placed the eye on top of the brow, and from there, the eye would be able to rule the world. But I thought that one, that story. I know, but I thought that story was kind of like. I mean, you're kind of right. The third eye is kind of like in the middle, but this one is placed above the brow. And this is what the symbol that the Egyptians used to wear, like the Pharaoh would wear it. Because he was the ruler of all. So I felt like that story was a little bit more relevant. It may have been believed more back then because the symbol from that story was enacted in real life, you know? Hmm. But I really liked that one. I thought that was really funny. It was kind of easy to follow. Um, but I think it's kind of funny that the eye got pissed off at the other eye. Yeah,
0: they're, they're just, they're really he's like
1: don't wander off in the first place then you know what do you expect (laughs) is gonna happen
0: i'm gonna take your place bitch what do you think Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool um that might be symbolism though for the third eye that suppose like if you look at like uh some like meditation books or whatever you have like a third eye that is i think uh crusty or something like that and you have to wake up the third eye to really experience the world or something do you know what i'm talking about?
1: I know what you're talking about. Okay. The third eye is in the sense of like a triangle. Yeah, on The your Illuminati head and type you would, stuff. You would imagine it being the top of the triangle, and that's your third eye, and it opens to different dimensions and what's really being seen. Mm. And like it's it's it, I I you don't have to open I it I probably yeah you have to open it to understand. I don't fucking know, but you. I, don't, I wouldn't probably relate the third eye to this story because like this one sits above the brow and it represents something but the the third eye does something you know yeah. I don't know I
0: think it, I remember like the third eye is like something that like, <laughs> I only know about the third eye because I looked at some stupid fucking Instagram things of like these people who are certain who like I feel like the the person that's posting these they think they're woke or whatever <laughs>
1: They think they're whoops. Well, I just looked up the definition. Here, I'll read it to you. Okay. It says, The third eye refers to the gate that leads to inner realms and spaces of higher consciousness. In, the, in New Age spirituality, the third eye often symbolizes a state of enlightenment or being avocational of mental images having deeply personal, spiritual, or psychological significance. Hmm okay signs signs that your third eye is opening is a dull sensation of pressure between the eyebrows increased foresight prone to light sensitivity the feeling of gradual and continual change and increased headaches (laughs) what (laughs) interesting
0: I don't think that... uh, I'm pretty sure my third eye is not open because, you know, I don't got no foresight. If I had some fucking foresight, I think I wouldn't have the same problems or some of the problems that I have now.
1: I don't know. I feel like, like, foresight could also be, like, confirmation bias, you know? you might cuz you know when people are like something will happen mm-hmm. or let's say someone gets elected to be president and you're saying oh my god i knew he was, oh, was going to do that i fucking knew it i i knew it you know like Bro. no you didn't no you Get didn't the fuck you out. know what i mean people say that it's i no it's called hindsight bias that's what it is hindsight okay. bias and it's 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 the, oh, like, oh, I knew that, you know, like, people truly believe, like, oh, my God, I knew it, you know what I mean? Like, that's not true. No one was able to know it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no possible physical way that you would know it.
0: There's just fucking you know? no way. Uh, I, I. But that
1: could be what the third eye is. <laughs> it could just, be. just with extreme hindsight bias.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was the first Google, Google search result. Like, I think, like, uh, if you get into, like, more, like, Buddhist type of stuff, it, it gets into more detail uh and it doesn't 100%. sound so fucking stupid as like what you like just off of that first google search it doesn't sound as dumb it sounds actually really no. cool uh it I,
1: does i mean it's 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 referring to a chakra
0: yeah because I mean, that's your
1: brow chakra so it's one of it's opening up that chakra there's like know? 14 and yeah, we should do an episode on like the, the chakras. fucking
0: chakras, dude. Because you have dude, the mind chakra. Let's do
1: that.
0: You have like the soul chakra. You have the love. There's like so many. And like if you looked at a like a human body, it goes from it's the all mind up and down. It go yeah. You have all the way down to like the pelvis of like the like where your sex organs are. That's a chakra. You have like oh, the yeah. stomach chakra. You have the heart chakra. You have the mind chakra, and like you have so many other ones. I don't remember what they are, but I think that has to do oh, with like have- maybe more Indian. Uh philosophy. I mean, it's
1: just I'm I'm really not sure, but I know it's like the root, the chakra, like the solar plexus. Okay. Um I know you have your brow, the crown chakra, which is the top one, and I know you have your heart and your throat. I think yeah. that might be all of them. Maybe your root your root chakra. That's the one in your I think in your leg
0: your... isn't there one like in the spine like towards the end of the spine like uh like where the spinal that's your
1: chakra sacral chakra okay and then you have your solar plexus which is up higher hmm. and then you have your heart your yeah throat, i don't know them all your third eye chakra which is your brow chakra and then your crown
0: right i think you're able to also access them like do practice You can act, the first one most people ever feel is like the third eye opening, which would be the mind chakra. And through meditation, you have to, you're trying to open up the other energies or the other chakras uh, going down. So for most people, it's the mind, then you work down to the solar plexus all the way down to the other chakras. You eventually open those up.
1: Yeah, I don't know. We should do like a whole ass episode and we should like before the episode, like
0: We'll we, do, are, did we end it? will
1: will it we'll, no no no. Okay. We'll explain no no no. I'm just saying like we we'll, we could like like explain ways in opening up your each chakra. You know if you guys would be interested in hearing that, let us know.
0: Fuck okay. yeah. Give us some fucking because feedback, think, too. Yeah,
1: give us some feedback, because, like, this is something that we'd probably be really interested in doing. I think we're always, like, interested in experimenting with different things and kind of seeing our results. I've done um, some
0: sort of... I've done, like, meditation practices. I was only able to open up my third eye. Like, that's as far as I get.
1: You opened your third eye, and you said you didn't, though.
0: When When did I say that?
1: Earlier, you said, well, I don't have any fucking Foresight. So I don't oh, know Well, high. no,
0: like based off of that one Google search, I don't have foresight, right? But I think <laughs> by like doing the meditations. Oh. I think
1: if we were to do religious meditations, like religious meaning um, consecutive meditations and really focusing, I think we would be able to experience some sort of enlightenment. Uh, I feel like that'd be really interesting. We should do that.
0: I'm down. Maybe we can contact the other side.
1: Yeah, we'll let you guys know.
0: <laughs> I talk too fucking raw. <laughs> All right. Is that the episode?
1: That's the episode.
0: All right. Thank you guys for listening.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Frog Prince podcast with Eli and Cozy. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more episodes, you can go directly to our YouTube channel or find us on Apple Podcasts.